ಪ್ರತಿಪೂಜ್ಯವಚೋಮಂದಪ್ರವಕ್ತುಮುಪಚಕ್ರಮೇತಾಶ್ಚರ್ಯಮಾರ್ಯಾಮ್ಯನ್
तान कथाम श्रोत मिच्छा में विस्तरे न चमाई थली यथाभूतंचकार्त्सेन तन्मेत्वंबक्तुमरहसि एवमुक्तातु साचिता तापसीम धर्मचारिणीम श्रोयतामितिचोक्तावै कथयामासताम कथाम विथिलाधिपतिर्वीरो जनकोनाम धर्मवित क्षत्रकर्मण्य भेरतो न्यायतश्चास्तिमेदिनीम तस्य लांगल हस्तस्य कृषतह क्षेत्रमंडलम अहंकिलोत्थिताभित्वा जगतीन्रुपतेस्सुता समाम दृष्ट्वान रपतिर मुष्टि विक्षेपतत्परह पाम्सु गुंठित सर्वांगीम विस्मितो जनको भवत अनपत्येन चस्मेहा दंकमारोप्य चस्वयं ममेयंतन येत्युक्त्वास्नेहो मयनिपातितहा अंतरिक्षेच वागुक्ता प्रतिमामानुशीकिला एवमेतन्न रपते धर्मेनतनयातवा ततफ प्रहुष्टो धर्मात्मा मितामे मिथिलाधिपहा अवाप्तो अविपुलाम्रुद्धिम् मामवाप्यनराधिपहा दत्ता जास्मीष्ट वद्देव्यै ज्येष्थायै पुन्यकर्मने तया जंभाविता चास्मिस्निग्धयामात्रसौहुर्दात पतिसंयोग स्वलभं वयो दृष्ट्वातु मेपिता चिन्ताम अभ्यग मद्धीनो वित्त नाशादिवाधनहा सदृशाच्चाप कृष्टाच्चलोके कन्यापिता जनात प्रधर्शनम वाप्नोति शक्रेनापि समोभुवी तान्धर्शनाम दूरस्थाम संदृश्यात् अयोनिजाम हिमाम ज्ञात्वा नाध्यगच्छत सचिन्तयन् सदर्शंचाभिरूपंच महीपारफ्पतिम् ममा तस्य बुद्धिर्यंजाता चिन्तयानस्य संततम् स्वयं वरंतनूजाया करिश्यामीति धर्मतहा महायज्येत दातस्य वरुनेन महात्मना दत्तंधनर्वरं प्रीत्या तूनी चाक्षय्य सायकव। असंचाल्यं मनुष्यैष्च यत्ने नापिच गौरवात। तन्न शक्तान मयुतं स्वप्नेश्वपिनराधिपाह। तद्धनुफ्राप्यमे पित्राव्याहृतं सत्यवादिना। समवायेन रेंद्रानां पूर्वमामं तस्य मेदुहिता भार्या भविश्यतिन सम्षयह तच्च दृष्ट्वाधनु श्रेष्टं गौरवाद्गिरिसं निभं अभिवाद्यन्रपाजग्मुरशक्तास्तस्य तोलने सुधीर्घस्यतु कालस्य राघवोयं महाद्युतिहि विश्वामित्रेन सहितो यज्यं दृष्टं समागतह विश्वामित्रस्तु धर्मात्मा ममपित्रासुपूजितहा प्रोवाचपितरं तत्र राघवौरामलक्ष्मणौ सुतोदशरथस्येमौ धनुर्दर्शनकांक्षिणौ धनुर्दर्शय रामाय राजपुत्राय दैविकं इत्यक्तस्तेन विप्रेन तद्धनुस्समुपानयत निमेशांतरमात्रेन तदानम्यमहाबलहा ज्याम समारोप्य जटिति पूरयामास वीर्यवान तेना पूरयता वेगान मध्ये भग्रंद्विधाधनुहो 
ಪ್ರಭೋಶ್ವಶುರಮಂತ್ರಿವೃದ್ಧರಥಂಪಂ ಮಮ ಪಿತ್ರಾತ್ಮಹಂದತ್ತಾ ವಿಧಿತ್ಮನೆ ಮಮ ಚೈವಾನುಜಾಸಾಧ್ವೀ ಊರ್ಮಿಳಾಶುಭದರ್ಶನ ಭಾರ್ಯಾರ್ಥೆ ಲಕ್ಷ್ಮಣಸ್ಯಾಪಿತ್ತಾಪಿತ್ರಮಸ್ವಯಂತಸ್ಮಿಧರ್ಮೇಣ ಪತಿವೀರ್ಯವತಾಂಬರಂ ಇತ್ಯಾರ್ಷೇಮದ್ರಾಮಣೇ ವಾಲ್ಮೀಕೀಯೇ ಅಯೋಧ್ಯಾಂಡೆ ಅಷ್ಟಾದಶಾಧಿಕಶತತಮ ಸರ್ಗ ಅಯೋಧ್ಯಾಂಡ ಕ್ಯಾಂಟೋ ಒನ್ ಹಂಡ್ರೆಡ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಏಟೀನ್ ಎಟ್ ದಿ ಎಂಡ್ ಆಫ್ ಅ ಡಯಲಾಗ್ ವಿತ್ ಸೀತಾ ಅನಸೂಯ ರಿಕ್ವೆಸ್ಟ್ಸ್ ಹರ್ ಟು ಆಸ್ಕ್ ಅ ಬೂನ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಹೈಲಿ ಪ್ಲೀಸ್ಡ್ ವಿತ್ ಹರ್ ದ ಹರ್ಮಿಟಸ್ ಬೆಸ್ಟರ್ಸ್ ಹೆವೆನ್ಲಿ ಫ್ಲವರ್ಸ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಆರ್ನಮೆಂಟ್ಸ್ ಆನ್ ಹರ್ ಅರ್ಜ್ಡ್ ಬೈ ಅನಸೂಯ ಶೀ ರಿಲೇಟ್ಸ್ ಟು ದ ಹರ್ಮಿಟಸ್ ದ ಸ್ಟೋರಿ ಆಫ್ ಹರ್ ಮ್ಯಾರೇಜ್ Applauding her speech when instructed in the foregoing words by Anasuya, Sita, a princess of the Videha kingdom, for her part, who was free from the carping spirit, actually began slowly to reply as follows. This instruction which you have given to me is no matter for wonder on your holiness' part. It is, however, already known to me as well how the husband is the adored man. of a matron. Even if this husband of mine were ignoble and without any means of livelihood, I ought to have nonetheless conducted myself just in the same way without any hesitation or scruple towards him. This was my duty. How much more worthy of devotion then is he who is deserving of praise by virtue of his excellences and full of compassion nay who has controlled all his senses including the mind the inner sense who is constant in his love whose mind is set on righteousness and who is loving both as a father and mother combined shri rama who is possessed of great might conducted himself towards the other consorts of the king his stepmothers in the same way as he did towards kausalya his own mother giving up all self esteem the gallant prince who was lovingly devoted to the king his father and knew what is right conducted himself as he would towards his own mother even towards the women who had been looked upon with love by the king but once whatever was taught to me by my mother-in-law while i was coming to the lonely forest which is so frightful as well stands inscribed on my heart nay that lesson too which was actually imparted to me in the past by my mother while making over my hand to the bridegroom at the time of marriage in the presence of the sacred fire is still remembered by me 
all that teaching has actually been renewed in my mind by your teachings, O Lady, given to the practice of virtue. No ascesis other than the service of one's husband is enjoined on a matron. Having rendered service to her husband all her life, Savitri, the celebrated wife of Prince Satyavan, is now greatly respected in heaven. Nay, conducting yourself in the same way, you too have virtually ascended to heaven through service to your husband. By virtue of her devotion to her spouse, this Rohini, the most favourite consort of the moon god, presiding over a constellation of the same name, the most excellent of all women, and now dwelling in heaven as a deity, is not seen in the heavens without the moon even for a while. Nay, steadfast in their vow of fidelity to their husband, more such exalted women are highly respected in the realm of gods by virtue of their meritorious action. Highly rejoiced to hear the reply made by Sita and smelling her head as a token of affection, Anasuya thereupon said, cheering the princess of Mithila at the same time, Indeed, there exists, to my credit, ample spiritual energy earned through religious observances of various kinds. Banking on that energy, O Sita of holy vows, I request you to ask a boon of me. What you have said, O Princess of Mithila, is reasonable and just, and I am pleased to hear it. Tell me, O Sita, what kindly act can I do for you? Astonished to hear the aforesaid utterance of Anasuya, Sita, gently smiling, replied to the lady, who was richly endowed with spiritual energy earned through Eskesis, Everything stands already accomplished by your holiness, grace alone. Spoken to in these words by Sita, Anasuya, for her part, who knew what is right, felt all the more gratified and said, I make your extreme gratification born of contentment, fruitful by offering loving gifts to you. Here are an excellent celestial garland, garment and ornaments, cosmetics and a precious unguent, O Princess of the Videha Kingdom. Let this gift bestowed by me, O Sita, beautify your limbs. It will prove worthy of you and will remain intact for all time to come, even after constant use. Your limbs smeared with the celestial cosmetic, O daughter of Janaka. You will adorn your husband as Lakshmi, the goddess of fortune and beauty, does the imperishable Lord Vishnu. The aforesaid princess of Mithila accepted the garment as well as the cosmetic, jewels and wreaths of flowers as an unsurpassed gift of love. Accepting that gift of love, the illustrious and wise Sita remained sitting with folded hands by the side of that lady whose sole wealth was her asceticism. Anasuya, of steadfast vows, next proceeded to speak as follows to Sita, sitting beside her as aforesaid, in order to draw out from her a pleasing narrative. The story has actually reached my ears, O Sita, that you were secured by this illustrious prince, Sri Rama, a scion of Raghu, in a bowstringing event. I long to hear that story in extenso too, O princess of Mithila. You should therefore tell me in full how it happened. Saying, be pleased to listen, 
When requested in the foregoing words, the aforesaid Sita, for her part, actually began as follows to narrate the story to the hermitess who was given to the practice of virtue. The gallant king of Mithila, Janaka by name, who knows what is right and is devoted to the duties of a Kshatriya, rules over the earth with equity. While he was furrowing a plot of land fit to serve as a sacrificial ground, plough in hand, I emerged, they say, breaking through the earth and came to be the king's daughter since that time. The said king Janaka, who was diligently engaged in scattering handfuls of seeds of annual plants, was astonished to behold me, all my limbs covered with dust. Nay, spontaneously lifting me up in his arms out of affection and saying, This shall be my daughter, since he had no issue then, love was bestowed lavishly by him on me. A superhuman voice, they say, was also heard in the sky about me. Let it be so, O protector of men, she will be your daughter from the moral point of view indeed. My father, the ruler of Mithila, whose mind is given to piety, felt highly rejoiced at that. The king attained a vast fortune on securing me as his foster daughter. I was further given over like a coveted issue to the senior-most queen who was given to meritorious deeds, and I was brought up by that tender lady through motherly affection. Perceiving my age to be such, when union with a husband can be easily had, my father, for his part, fell a prey to anxiety, feeling distressed as, as a destitute would through loss of fortune. The father of an unmarried girl, even though he is a compeer of Indra, the lord of paradise on earth, suffers indignity in the world at the hands of a suitor's men, no matter if they are equal or even inferior in status to him. Perceiving that indignity, threatening him at no distant date, the king was plunged in a sea of anxiety and did not reach its end any more than a man without a bark would reach the end of a sea. Knowing me as he did, undoubtedly to be one, not emerged from a mother's womb, the aforesaid king could not, even though reflecting, find out a befitting and worthy match for me. As he was constantly reflecting, the idea struck his mind. According to the moral code prescribed for the Kshatriyas, I shall so arrange that my daughter selects a match for herself of her own free will at an assembly of suitors. At a great sacrifice performed by Daksha, a lord of created beings at the beginning of creation, an excellent bow capable of subduing the enemy, as well as a pair of quivers, containing an inexhaustible stock of arrows, was bestowed with love by the high-souled Varuna as an agent of gods, as enjoined by Lord Shiva, whom the gods had approached for such a bow, upon the celebrated Devarata, a forebear of King Janaka, at a time when the gods were oppressed by Lord Shiva, infuriated by the self-immolation of his divine consort, Sati. Nay, monarchs were not able even in their dreams to bend it, as it could not even be moved with effort by men because of its heavy weight. Having in the first instance invited rulers of the earth and then with reverence sought the aforesaid bow, it was announced by my father, who always spoke the truth in an assembly of monarchs, that and the oldest epic.